1: Deshaun, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
2: Sean J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Um, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. And of course, while we are, you know, Tuesday, the show is entirely about DeMar Hamlin. And we we continue coverage, of course, other, we have, you know, eventually get back to other sports and discussing that. And, and, losing ourselves in sports and having a good time. Um, But, of course, DeMar Hamlin's always on our minds, and we're going to give you updates as they come in. And so far, the news, it hasn't been like, oh, he's out of the woods. It's not like that. But little by little, oxygen levels getting better. Doctors happy with the direction it's going in. You know, that kind of stuff is great to hear. Little by little, drip by drip, good news coming out. Adam Schefter tweeted that DeMar Hamlin's father, Mario Hamlin, addressed the entire Bills team on a Zoom call Wednesday to personally update everyone in attendance on his son per source. Mario Hamlin informed the, the Bills that DeMar was making progress and in the words of one source, quote, the team needed it, end quote. So that's, again, like is that about DeMar's health at the moment? No, but it's just more, it's a nice thing to hear. Um, and, and And, you know, oh, and Adam Schefter is now with us.
1: Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Max. How you doing?
2: Doing well. I uh, hope the same uh, goes for you. I know you're covering a, a situation that is uh, very upsetting, but little by little, as I've mentioned, the news that's trickling out has been positive, and that's a great thing. But w- what should we expect regarding the Bengals and Bills making up their game?
1: Well, I think the league knows that it's got to get something in place here before the weekend kicks off Saturday. So we're now on Thursday, 8 a.m. And I would think that in the next 24 to 48 hours, the league has to put some sort of plan in place so that the people involved in this weekend's games understand the football ramifications. Once we get past tomorrow, you can't go into this weekend and not have clarity about how the NFL is handling the game. And I, I personally, nobody said this to me yet, just me reading between the lines, I'll personally be surprised if they make up this game. As somebody said to me this week, a couple of days ago, the game just has bad mojo to it. we trying to move on. And so now, it, if that turns out to be the case, the question becomes, what does the league do and how does it handle it? And, and I think there's a few different options out there. I think the league obviously will consider what's in the best interest of the league. I don't think it's um, as simple as, okay, well, they just don't play the game and here's the way it finishes and Buffalo and Cincinnati play one fewer game than everybody else, and and we go on from there. I I think there's some clever formulas that will be considered, right? Like um, I'll give Matthew Hasselbeck the credit on this one. I, I thought it was highly intelligent, very progressive, and and it wouldn't shock me if the league came up with something uh, along the lines of this. But basically what you're talking about would be that you call the Bengals and Bills a tie in the end. You do the seeding in a win percentage, if you follow what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then you take the win percentage, and the number one seed gets the choice of either home field advantage throughout the playoffs or the buy. The number two seed gets whatever isn't chosen. So the one of the two each gets something. It may not be entirely fair, but it may be the most equitable solution. Now, I don't know that it's going to be that, but I think the league comes up with something that tries to be as fair as possible to all the parties who had something at stake in an unprecedented circumstance that the league has never had to sit through before. So, to me, the league will make a plan and put a plan in place here this week at some point, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's something along those lines. Something, whatever it may be, whatever they think is best. But I don't think it's going to be, oh, let's go make up this game after this week. I don't think it's going to be, we're going to base it off of, you know, this week, nothing changes this week, and that game's just a wash, and no contest, and we go from here. I I think they're they're, they're going to come up with something, whatever it may be next.
3: Mm -hmm. Adam, how much do you think the league is communicating this with both the Bills and the Bengals, about what their desires would be? Well, all I can
1: go by is what Troy Vincent said on the conference call yesterday, that it has not come up one bit with the Bills and Bengals. The only thing that's come up with those teams is how the teams are handling this situation, how they're reacting to it, the mental health that's involved. You know, I I think people forget that. You know, we're back to talking about how the scenarios are going to unfold. And I understand that because the games are closer this weekend. But but from the NFL standpoint yesterday, you know, Troy Vincent was saying he's only been talking to Sean McDermott and the Bills about how they're doing, how they're reacting. And think about this team that went through this incredibly tragic, traumatic experience on Monday night and is back in the building yesterday, back to work. Like, That cannot be normal. That cannot feel natural. And so I honestly don't think, T, that they're thinking or worried about whether they're making that game up, the Bills or the Bengals right now. And I think that they're worried about dealing with their organizations, how they're reacting to the events that they witnessed on Monday night. And I think that in the back of their minds, they're just saying, you know, what. the league will tell us what to do here, and they'll wait for the league's announcement.
2: Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insider, the Adam Schefter podcast, of course. Thank you so much, as always.
1: You got it, guys. Have a great day. All
2: right. Adam. Thanks, Shefty. So, as I was, uh, as I mentioned before, Adam joined us. A- Adam tweeted earlier today that Demar Hamlin's father, Mario Hamlin, uh, addressed the entire Bills team on a Zoom call Wednesday to personally update everyone in attendance. On his son per source mario hamlin informed the bills that demar was making progress and in the words of one source quote the team needed it so as i said the news out of the cincinnati hospital where demar hamlin is has been good it's nothing like oh he's out of the woods that's not the case he's in critical condition but insofar as there is a development one way or another there seem to be minor improvements but you know when you get 3 or 4 different reports of separate minor improvements together they mark a trend in a direction and as long as that arrow keeps pointing in the right direction you know let's let's keep getting that good
4: news you've heard it from Jordan Rooney who is the family representative that spoke uh to us yesterday you heard it from the father now and Adam Shefty uh, I, I am personally, I know we are as a company, we are as a show, very happy that things are moving in the right direction. I, I still don't think that is just just because it's moving in the right direction that just kind of removes all the feelings that the Buffalo Bills, per se, have with seeing the situation. And Adam you know, kindly reminds us two days ago. Yeah, Jay, like, that's two, why your
2: th- thought about, hey, because like, there are lots of different scenarios and solutions that none of them will be perfect but to address the issue. Uh, but the perfect, as my father likes to say, is the enemy of the good, right? Like, just come up with a, Let's come up with a good solution here. Your idea, Jay, um, Adam just went over one that's, that might be considered, which I think you'd call it a tie, and then you do winning percentage. And it, but your one, hey, how about let's move everything back a week for everyone? Makes more sense to me. Not that the other solution doesn't have good qualities, but I like that because the uh, the big issue is creating some distance between the event. And when you next get on the
4: field, don't don't you think that makes sense? Key like moving things back a week. I mean, you, you already had that gap week between the Super Bowl. Just run everything all the way through. I mean, every yeah, team that's yeah. in the playoffs would appreciate that having a you know off week.
3: Uh, I think a, I think a lot of what's being tossed around makes a lot of sense from a lot of different reasons, depending on how you feel about it. Uh, interesting, there. Adam talked about speaking to somebody that said it's just. A bad about that game, Bills Cincinnati. Just a bad aura around. Yeah, skip that one. Just skip yeah. that game. Yeah. So it's kind of if you just skip that game, now you're going into the percentage situation. Okay. Where you call it a tie. Let's do both. You know, so it's kind of so key. Let's skip that game. Call that a tie.
2: Do the winning percentage as Adam suggested. That's yeah, that's what be- I said. Every yeah.
3: every yeah. it's a lot of different scenarios that's out there that make all the sense in the world. It just depends on what the league feels is the best interest for the league. So, okay, you know what I like about the the Bills telling them
4: what's in the best interest for the Bills, though. Correct. Well,
3: they already said they're not talking to the Bills in Cincinnati about it. The only thing they're discussing is their 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 health and their mental health and their welfare and well being of the team.
5: I'm trying. They're not
3: caught up in the schedule. I'm trying to remember
2: what event took place. I don't remember if it was an earthquake. the, the Giants Super Bowl against the Buffalo Bills in 91 in Pasadena, right? That was – there was only one week between the championship games and the Super Bowl that year, Key, if memory serves. There were not two weeks.
3: Well, we our Super Bowl was only one week too. What, right, our, that our happens Super- from
2: time to time.
3: Yeah, our Super Bowl, we went right from Philly to Tampa. But I want to say, Key, sometimes that's scheduled ahead of
2: time and sometimes I, I want to say something happened if memory serves that year that pushed it. That 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 created I was in Tampa that year. Was it in Tampa? Giant, okay, giant Pasadena six. was eighty six or eighty seven. But but the point is there was something, and and it, so it's not unprecedented that there's a week between the championship games and the Super Bowl. You could push everything back a week, not have to move the Super Bowl. You know there is there is room there because the championship games this year are two weeks before. Well, well, but what are you what are you pushing it back for though, Max? Just to create so create some distance. If everything gets pushed a week, as Jay says, in the end. The final game of the actual season, the, the Super Bowl, doesn't have to move. You you have that week I understand, that you can but play. What, with.
3: Are you, what are you pushing? What are you using that week for? Just the, week e- it, the gets Pro Bowl week, week. What are you using it for? You're just you're, that's the championship that's, game week now. Yeah, yeah. My, my, so it's the championship game week. But what are you trying to make up? Oh, they what, only we're trying do that to do are making something. Yeah, up. We're,
2: what we're trying to do is create a week off for the entire NFL in the regular season. Got it? Right, so so that you just create a little. Listen, we've all experienced tragedy in our own lives, right? Like every if you've lived long enough, that's what's happened. So instead and, of starting you know, the wild card helps.
3: Instead of starting wild card weekend next week, start the you week want to after. start it two weeks. Right? Yeah,
2: right. Um, all right, guys, we're we're. We're going to have an update on, I'm told, on DeMar Hamlin uh, this morning. In the meantime, should Jalen Hurts suit up for the Eagles against the Giants? Keyshawn J. Willemax.
0: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer.
2: who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
3: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. The Philadelphia Eagles are a must-buy, first-round-buy team. They need home field advantage because everybody else has shown me they can go on the road and win. So it's very important for Philadelphia to go in with strong momentum. Keyshawn J. Will and Max,
2: ESPN Radio. Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach, on his star quarterback who is presently hurt, Jalen Hurts, missed the last couple games. Um, They're still going to keep it day by day. Here he is, Nick Sirianni. Sports Radio 94 WIP.
3: It just goes back to Jalen being healthy enough to play, right? Every game's big. I mean, shoot, the last two games were, were big, too. But Jalen wasn't quite there yet to be ready to play. If Jalen's ready to play health-wise, then we'll play him. That will always, always be my first requirement is if the player is healthy enough to play and we don't put him at risk to, to put his body in danger just because we perceive it as a must-win.
2: So... We are joined now by Tim McManus, ESPN Eagles reporter. You can follow him at Tim underscore McManus. Uh, Tim, what's the latest with Jalen Hurts?
6: So Jalen Hurts participated in yesterday's walkthrough. That's the first time since he's been injured that he had taken part in a a Wednesday walkthrough. So another encouraging sign that Jalen Hurts is getting closer to playing. You know, I I think that he's going to end up playing in this game against the New York Giants. You know, my understanding has been that they don't feel like this is a significant injury. Uh, the reason that they held him out for the last two weeks is to make sure that they didn't do anything that would hinder the, the health uh, and the healing of that right throwing shoulder. But it seems like he's, uh, he's getting into a good place, and this is obviously a really big game. Uh, today is a is a big day in terms of determining whether he's going to be ready or not as, as they get into you know like a real practice and and hurts see if he participates fully if he can take a little bit of contact that that type of thing so today is a big day but I think he's trending in the right direction.
3: Tim, you're on the ground in Philadelphia and you have the pulse of the organization and what the minds inside that organization are thinking. Are, are they starting to feel like? they could potentially squander this number one seat.
6: I'll tell you, going through the locker room yesterday was interesting. And as you went from one player to the next, it started kind of painting a, a mosaic of, of how they're thinking inside. And, and James Bradbury had um, some of the most poignant comments when he said that we've been looking too far ahead recently, talking about the last couple games. Uh, speaking with Fletcher Cox shortly after that, he said that they didn't bring – the same type of energy that the Saints did last week. Uh, I talked to a defensive player right after that Saints game, and he didn't want to get into it. He, he declined multiple times to get into a conversation about whether they had the same type of intensity as they had earlier in the year or they or they had that they needed going into the, into the Saints game. And so what that tells me, picking up those little pieces, is this is a team that has lost focus a little bit. Uh, at least relevant to the way, how locked in they had been for the first you know three quarters of this season. I think some of that's human nature that you get to a spot, you have three games, you only need one win uh, in order to to get that number one seed. and I just don't think they were quite as locked in. As, as they needed to be. Plus, you know, they're operating with their backup quarterback in those games. You combine those two things, and I think that helps explain the results that we've seen of late. But there's no question that they've been woken up.
5: Tim, like, they know
6: how big this game is. They, they know what's on the line, and, and I expect a much better performance this week.
3: Tim, how bad do they need the number one seed, though, to make a deep run to Arizona? Because I don't feel like the Cowboys and I don't feel like the Niners need the number one seed.
6: Well, it's, it's a good question. I mean, I, they certainly know that that's the, the best path uh, is, to, is to get that week off. They have some guys who, who need to get healed up. Uh, And they're going to be introducing, it looks like, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the safety back into the lineup. Lane Johnson is dealing with an abdominal tear. They've been without Avante Maddox because of a toe injury. And so there's just guys that could really use that rest. And let's be honest, they're just not peaking right now. And they're they're dealing with a quarterback who's going to be coming back from from a sprained shoulder. Not 100% sure exactly what that's going to look like. And so I feel like they they absolutely need to win this game against New York and secure that number one seed. I don't think that you want to go into the playoffs with a three-game losing streak. I don't think you want to have to go on the road after sort of having it programmed in your mind that you're going to be home and that the NFC playoffs were going through you. Now, this is a talented group. So it's not like it's impossible that they could go on a run on the road. I think that they're they're capable of beating any team in the NFL, but certainly the best path is the one that goes through Philly.
2: Tim McManus, ESPN Eagles reporter, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, guys. So the Giants and Eagles will be a hot ticket. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you can earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seat Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens
4: live. And uh, Jay? That was exactly my point what he just said about the fact that they haven't been hitting, you know, from every angle, they haven't really found their stride. And that's why Jalen Hurts can't afford not to play in this game. Uh, And I don't care what anybody says. And look, maybe it's just my experience, but literally like we used to talk about this in college all the time. The way we play our last couple of regular season games, I'm not saying it always needs to equate to wins you would like for it to, but just finding that rhythm where you know what it is. Right. There's a there's a sense of familiarity. And I think having a game under his belt in which they're finding a, a sense of rhythm to a degree, you much rather have that heading into the playoffs than him not playing. That's why I always they, knew he was going to play.
2: They, you know, this whole thing about how the different players, Fletcher Cox and Bradbury, everyone's like, well, we didn't bring the same energy. And da, da, da. come on, guys, here's the headline. He's the not reason bur- why. Let's not bury the lead. Minshew hasn't been any good, and Hurts was great. So they were winning with Hurts, and they were losing with Minshew. I mean, like, ah, how much more complicated is it than that?
4: But also, Key, the way like Hurts utilizes his legs way differently than Minshew. You know what I mean? Like, he's such a different dynamic player.
3: There's a reason one's a starter and one's a backup. Right.
4: Um,
2: And then I'm reminded, you know, it always comes back to my teams, of that 7 season where the Giants beat the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl, it was, and you talk to anyone about this, the last game of the season when the Giants had clinched the wild card, and everyone's like, is Coughlin going to play his starters or not? No, don't risk injury. Da-da. He's like, no, we're going to play the same way. There you go. And they lost that game, but it was a tough, close game. They rode that right into the playoffs, won on the road the whole way and won the Super Bowl, right, against that same team So, because they played the Patriots last week. So that stuff is important, man. And, and then, <clears throat> Giants are a playoff caliber team. Forget about everything that's on the line with the number one seed key, which you believe is very important for the for the Eagles. But everything Jay said, I think, is true.
3: I never said it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's <true.
2: clears throat> oh, okay. Well, I guess vacation's over. All right. <laughs> now I know vacation's over. <laughs> <laughs> that moment, right there, right there, right, right there. there. I was I'm still kind of on vacation.
3: Everything Jay said is true. I never said
2: it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Keyshawn J, Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. Hey, uh, which team has the worst receiving core in the NFL? Because one of the reasons I had Daniel Jones in my third tier, you got a bunch the of guys. System. You got yeah, one, the tier one system in one in one in the first tier, Patrick Mahomes. Two in the second. It's what I do on this just in 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. Handsome. Uh, t- it's pyramid style. Two in the second tier. I had it, with a heavy recency bias this year. Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts. And then third tier. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones. Was the Giants receiving course terrible, but is it the worst in the NFL? After Key has this word from Granger.
3: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer.
7: Slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's slash unsportsmanlike.
0: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. All right,
2: so there is a fantastic show on ESPN. How would you describe the looks of the host? Uh, I've heard very handsome, Jay, Aaron Rodgers-like. Aaron I think much more handsome than oh, Aaron Rodgers. Host Nicholas of what? Cage? Of this just in. Did you used to get Nicholas Cage?
3: What's that? I used to when I was a kid, yeah. He knows. has a big the, the guy on this just in is. has a really huge forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and a scruffy I, beard, kind of like a fake Hollywood actor look. I know, but it all works somehow. Anyway, the point is
2: that on this Justin, this fellow Max Kellerman has something called quarterback tears. Quarterback tears, hey? Eh? So anyway, <laughs> it's uh well, you know, you gave me a look when I used the word fella, didn't you, Jay? Fella, yeah. 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 Anyway, so it goes like this. It's pyramid style. One guy on top, two in Tier 2, three in Tier 3. Okay, so six all together. And Patrick Mahomes I had in Tier 1. Burrow and Hurts in Tier 2. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Daniel Jones in Tier 3. The way I do this, these tiers all season I've been doing it since Week 1 is – How they've played this year, but with a heavy recency bias. I've been doing it the same way the whole time. So Geno Smith has popped up in Tier 3. I think Trevor Lawrence may have popped up in Tier 3. Jared Goff has certainly been in Tier 3. Like, the guys who are having good seasons a little bit under the radar, those guys sometimes hit. And then it's the usual suspects, like Mahomes and and Josh Allen and these guys. This is Daniel Jones' turn. Daniel Jones, key. I said going into the right before holiday, they had a big game, and my whole point was, if he needs, if he wants to be spectacular, he has to not be spectacular. It's your whole your whole formula, key. Don't try to do too much. There was a good chance the Giants would be trailing at some point in the game. Don't turn the ball over, but not just make good plays with your legs and be steady and sound. You're going to have a, some plays on third down. You're going to have to come through with dimes. He did that, Key. He did all those things. His team is in the playoffs. Yeah,
3: He's played exceptionally exceptionally well, I think. But he, he's been doing that all year long. He has, but he just he, had
2: his best game. He, yeah, has he, hadn't
3: had, he hasn't had a game where you was like, oh, God, get mm-hmm. this dude out of here. It hasn't been one of those mm-hmm. deals. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been playing solid football all year long. The problem is that you have with, with situations like this. And you and I and, and Jay and others, we get into conversations because y'all see certain things and never let it go. Like the, the whole last three years, right, of Daniel Jones has been a disaster. Right. If Daniel Jones over the those first three years have been playing the way he's playing right now, those first three years, we will be talking about what a superstar in the National Football League. But because those three years were wasted, of his play it's so far for him to catch up to get to that superstar status. It's always going to be question marks about him at the quarterback position. That is how people minds are. They think that way where Joe Burrow came in, lit it up on fire. He was the chosen one. And then you had Trevor Lawrence, the chosen one. It took Josh Allen a couple years to really just catch fire. Now, you can't stop talking about.
2: And it. unlike Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, every year over year improvement. He's better than last year. He's yeah. So then, when he finally breaks over the top, it's like, yeah, we saw this coming. Daniel even, Jones, even if, if Daniel
3: Jones that. goes for forty eight hundred yards next year, it's still going to be like, well, you know, he just he he he, he doesn't have this, he doesn't have so that. So one of
2: the reasons key that I had him, I had him there, and like Jared Goff, you have a hell of an argument. If I lived in Detroit, I would probably have Goff in there, right? Trevor Lawrence, you have a hell of an argument, but I think. Daniel Jones has the worst receiving core, certainly among the wideouts. But even when you add in the tight end, Bellinger's nice, but he has the worst receiving core, worst pass-catching core in the NFL. So like when it's like, yeah, he only has five interceptions, that's the second lowest in the league, but he only has 15 touchdowns, I'm telling you right now, go get him a number one. And maybe that fifteen is twenty-two touchdowns, something like that, right? Twenty-three touchdowns. Yeah, but
3: I don't need him throwing the ball all over the lot.
2: Yeah, but that's not throwing touchdown. it all over the lot to have twenty-two. T- you know, it's just the point is he uh, wouldn't be in the uh, team. Can I right say
4: something? Now. Daniel Jones at his best. Where would you rank him as it relates to? I know he's in your tier. Yeah. But like, where would you rank him as it relates to quarterbacks like overall? Like how he's looked just in, yeah. in small sample side of last game. Like, where would you have him in the overall scheme of quarterbacks in the NFL? He might be. 10, 11, or 12, something like that. Okay, because in the last couple of games, the way I've seen Trevor Lawrence, he looks like a yeah, top, top three quarterback. Like, yeah, I, top three. No, top I'm saying, four, like, if you were saying who are the best quarterbacks in football right I now. I know, I'm just saying, Trevor Lawrence, the last three games, he's looked like a top three quarterback. But you wouldn't put him over it, Mahomes or Burrow no, or No, I'm or saying he looks like. Allen. I'm not saying I would put him over yeah, those guys. Yeah, but he's going to be there with those guys, be, maybe. He looks yeah. like he's, yeah. his level of play and what his ceiling could be yeah, is in that top tier conversation where I don't see Daniel Jones that way. That's right. I think everything that Trevor Lawrence has gone through last year with the craziness and silliness of John Gruden, the way he's bounced back this year to have them in contention of making a play, like that says something about what Trevor Lawrence is. I see your
2: point. There are some dudes who the eyeball test says, that guy is in a separate category. That is not Daniel Jones. He's not like I call him a poor man's Lamar Jackson and you guys I don't know. But like Lamar is in that category. Uh Trevor Lawrence is in that category. There are guys who, whether they're there or not, if they've reached that level, it might be in there. That's not Daniel Jones. I'm not claiming it is, but, but he's see, a nice that, quarterback. That,
3: that's just what I just talked about. You
2: think so though, when you look no, at the no, eyeball test it,
3: though? It's it's not it's what I talked about where you have a perception and you perceive a guy a certain way because of his history. Right. He was so bad the last four years or so that it's kind of like eh, staff, man. where Trevor Lawrence was only bad because of Urban Meyer, and then all of a sudden he gets Doug Peterson in what his second it? year. Now, what if he had Urban Meyer for two years and had some other uh, guy for two years, and then all of a sudden got uh, Doug Peterson, that conversation would be different. It would be a different conversation yep. for Trevor Lawrence much like it is for Daniel Jones. The fact that Daniel Jones lost so many years messing around with Joe Judge and company, it's going to be hard to catch that up. Matt, Even
2: yeah, no, yeah, I got it. no no, yeah, right. You, you understand it's, a brand, what I'm saying? it's a branding. Yeah. It's basically you, you it's get a branded branding, a certain way. I'm just
3: yeah. telling you, yeah. Yeah. that's the way it always goes. It just it and I'm not saying that he deserves to be this or that, but remember at the beginning of the season you said they should lock him up. For 18 million? I was like, no, it's going to cost them 30 plus million I said, dollars. I easy. said three
2: years, 75. You said 390. And I said, sold. Matt in Atlantic City. You're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max.
1: Hey, good
4: morning, guys. Uh, listen, going over Max's quarterback tiers here. Uh, as a Giants fan, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to be fair. Daniel Jones, great pick for that last spot in the third tier. He's been underrated this entire season with no receiving core. Yes, you have Saquon Barkley, one of the best backs in the league. But all these experts didn't even have the New York football giants making it over 500 this season, and they're in the playoffs for the first time since 2016. If Daniel Jones went to another team with great receivers, he'd be balling out even more than he's doing right now. And the only other... um, Quarterback, I would change Max, Keyshawn, and J. Will. Is Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts? No disrespect to Jalen Hurts, but the injuries, the whole Eagles team as a front. Yeah, I, I considered I would, it, I would, Matt. So. Matt, I
2: considered it. I, I I went back and forth on that, and I landed on Hurts because I expect him to continue playing. And at this point, the rankings are also kind of adding all this up, looking forward. You know, but but I I you could easily argue Josh Allen. In the second tier, yeah. you could also easily argue Trevor Lawrence or Jared Goff in Daniel Jones's place, but I think Daniel Jones is a perfectly feel, good candidate I for that feel spot. Like my,
3: I feel like my man was talking to me when he said these so-called experts didn't even have the Giants winning X amount of games. <laughs> felt like he was
2: felt like he was talking to Do me. Do you remember when James? Brandon Jacobs came on and told us the Giants were going to win it. ten
3: games? He said it. Call yeah, but that beginning. was like after they already won six.
4: Mm. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no it wasn't no, it was the like beginning three of the year. Like four games into the Man, was, season. No, it, was early it wasn't. On. It
5: was early no. on. Can't All right, well, listen,
2: this is a verifiable thing. We should look into it. Which NFC quarterback he heading into no the playoffs kid. do you trust the least? Nine games, they're going to win ten. <laughs> <laughs> There's not nine. <laughs> he predicts that were, Wow. No, no, no. He did better than <laughs> that. We have, let's find out where, how many wins they had when he said that.
5: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Yeah. Which
2: yeah. NFC quarterback heading into the playoffs do you trust the least? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, eight eight eight. Say ESPN 729-3776. Yeah. There's my guy, Daniel Jones. There's uh, Kay, Why you got a little Trojan? Kirk Cousins, that's your guy, right? Key Kirk Cousins.
0: <laughs> why you Kirk got a little cousin? Trojan on
2: There's. There's uh, who else? You
3: almost made me curse.
2: <laughs> There's uh Dak I don't Prescott. With
3: no Kirk Cousins?
2: Dak Prescott deserves to be in there. Sorry, 7. year 7 one playoff win. Oh, stop. Definitely. What why, why does not he start? If he starts, I won't have I, I'll stop. As soon as he starts winning in the playoffs, I'll stop. I'll Come you, on. You'll take Dak
4: Prescott over. Daniel
2: over who? Jones. Daniel Jones. In the no, I'll take Daniel Jones over Dak Prescott right so now in now, the playoffs. Now you doing
3: yep. you doing the giant now, thing, man. Nope, I, let's go. Thing. Nope.
2: Up. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about the way
3: I have seen them play, especially recently. Dak is throwing uh, interceptions right Dak, now. Dak, D- if it wasn't for a guy named Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott would have won his first playoff appearance. Stop. Well, he man. has one playoff win, right? I think he has one. No, but I'm saying he would have won that one against Green Bay. That's true. He played like, very well on, in that man. game. Let's, just, let, let's, let's the call meantime, it what let's it is. Okay, it. fine. Let's, let's call try
2: what try it is. It's try year seven.
4: He's always on a good team. Every year, he's on a good team. One playoff in the history of it. I can't. Okay, so we you trust.
2: You Trust Trust
4: means – I do because yeah. I think the experiences have built him up to this point. Okay,
2: so you like trust. He has so
4: much scar tissue, I think he's going to break through a lot of it this okay.
3: year. Okay, all right. I like, but, but, okay. but the thing like, is, it, even with like some of these other quarterbacks, we act like Josh Allen was just winning playoff game after playoff game. Uh, it's not Patrick Mahomes. But, but did you different. see – You talk about – if you, you, if you you, you talk about that, it's not for
2: Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen – Played one of the greatest games of all time in the playoffs and came up against the best who ever
3: did it and lost because that guy touched it last. You know, he still took a lollipop, right?
2: That's okay. That's what I just said about Dak Prescott. And he didn't run into Patrick Mahomes, you know.
3: He took a lollipop, man.
2: Did you see how Key just flipped that?
3: Five he does seconds it all the ago. Time now.
2: Five seconds ago, it was reversed. <laughs> hey, you know, you let's call it what it is. Dak should have won that game. He played
3: well, and then when it came to Josh Allen, bottom line is he lost. He caught in a lollipop. <laughs> well, at least they, at least they got a chance to get maybe home field advantage though, depending on how things shake out. I like, I like Josh Allen. I like the Bills. I think they got a really good team. They, they got some. They got some stuff, Kansas City, you know, Joe Burrow, Baltimore, depending on what happens with Lamar. And then, you know, the Cowboys are an interesting team, right? Who would you not want to see in the NFC? Well, who I would, would you say,
2: want to see? I'm saying who do you well, trust who, the least? Oh, you want to flip it and say want to see. Yeah, like who do you trust? Which quarterback do you trust the least? So, like, Ooh. I'm not saying Daniel Jones. I trust Daniel Jones now well, from I, what I've I, seen i awesome in the playoffs
4: um, just from what you've seen. The I want yeah. not mess with Kirk Cousins. See Kirk yeah.
2: Cousins. I think a lot of people would say that.
4: And yeah, I, I, I hate to like pick Kirk on Cousins, him, but
2: yeah, I feel like Kirk Cousins turned a corner a year or two ago.
3: Like, but but I agree. Key, I don't know what it is. I probably Kirk, Kirk Cousins is is the damn that close. You know, he's that guy mm-hmm. when you play defense. You you got your hand on the ball. It's like damn, he gonna give us one again. He gonna mm-hmm. give us one. You just gotta catch it. I'm telling you what he gonna do. That's who he
4: is. See, I, he get he makes yeah. you believe you in the game at all times. I'm with you on that. With, I, I, another one that's fascinating for me is just because I, I think last year I would have trusted him. This year just seeing how depleted the old line is, I think I'm, the expectation would be for him to do something that I think if he were 10 years younger he can do. Tom Brady, man. You trust sure. him the least? I don't know, man. You trust him less than Kirk Cousins? I didn't say I, 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 Kirk Cousins more. But I'm saying he's not – is Tom Brady that far up on the list?
2: I might say Dak Prescott, man. I just feel like they're going to choke. <laughs> you I just to want choke. to see the Cowboys right. play
4: the Bucks. I need that game in the first round, especially because well, oh, I got one for first, you. I got on the one for the, game bad, the season for the I got boys. one for Key
3: for the Bucks, though. I got it's one for Key. For Bucks, I got, one for,
4: key. For I got I one for you, Key. Whoa, Tonga Oh, they're not in the playoffs. No, I'm I'm curious. He has concussion issues, man. Come on, that's no, that's come on, come on. Let's just stop. Yeah, we'll but stop with all, without, stop with all without that. Without injury, it's without respect to I get it. Key injury. was right. Yes, <clears throat> come on. I without didn't even respect. mention the
3: fans, man. Don't, well, don't, don't say Key there. was right. always back
4: towards you. Don't I didn't it, say you
3: know. nothing about Miami. I was We were talking about the NFC. That was Max talking about the AFC. Nothing to do with me. I was talking nothing. about. Mac's like a badass
2: kid over here. I did team. say NFC yeah. quarterbacks. I, was, yeah, I you said, said NFL. You said I, was NFC. Say, I said NFL, and I looked you, down and said, no, no I said you, NFC. No, you said, said NFC, NFC. NFC for <laughs> sure. Yeah, NFC
3: quarterbacks, then you went to the AFC East, and you went to a team that I thought clinched about six See, weeks there ago. I don't, again.
2: There you go. I just wanted to hear there you Key talk about how they clinched six weeks ago. That's the whole point of bringing that
3: up. Well, I thought they clinched. Who said they I clinched? went on vacation. Who said they clinched? When I left, I was the bad guy being trolled by
4: players and Jay's fan club. And- oh, God. Wow, wow. Small violin for Keyshawn. Nichols in North Carolina. Talk to me. What do you Nichols. got? Nichols. Nichols. Good
1: morning, gentlemen. Hey, um, I just want to say something real quick before I, before I answer that question. Uh, I just need to say this concerning Jay Will and Max's coverage on Tuesday. Uh, concerning, uh, you know, DeMar Hamlin. It was absolutely amazing. It was seamless, uh, sensitive and empathetic. I just can't thank you guys enough for doing that amazing work. Okay. Thanks, the, Mike. uh, now Jalen Hurst. Jalen Hurst is the one that I feel, um, I feel like he's in trouble. I think, I think right now. The Eagles needed to strike while the iron was hot. And right now, the iron is not hot for Jalen Hurst. Jalen Hurst also is effective, more effective when he plays. He seems to get better and better and stronger and stronger. He hasn't played for a while. They are in trouble. They are not going to get out of the first round because Jalen Hurst it's going to be the issue. Guys, Nichols
2: is reflecting, and, and at some of the same points you guys were making, Jay, especially you, about the way you play going into the playoffs. Mm. If he's inactive, and, and he also made a good point. The, as Jalen Hurts played more and more, he got better, better. and better, better, even throughout the season. Maybe he's right. Maybe the time, maybe that injury, it's not so much that he can't get back to what he is himself. Physically, it's that
4: he won't be in rhythm, you know? He won't be warm. He won't be hot. I don't know, Key. You, uh, it's hard for me to believe, and I, I think <laughs> Jalen Hurts is a special talent, but just taking a player out, it's even Lamar Jackson, taking a player out for a series of games and just dropping them back in, like uh, like that rhythm isn't slightly off. That slightness is a massive thing at the ultimate elite level, is it not? There's reason for concern. I, I, I'm not saying you know, he can't flip could, it around and do his thing because he can
3: you can be concerned about it, but the re- as long as the rest of the team is playing well individually and it all comes together, I think Jalen Hurts will be okay. I think he'll be fine um, because we're not talking about six months. We're talking about a handful of games, a couple games. You know, so it's a little different. No I think he'll be fine. If he's capable of playing, I think he'll be fine. Let's he won't be as rusty as you think. Let's get mm-hmm. to another phone
2: call. By the way, no one's mentioned Brock Purdy.
3: Purdy no, I, my- I just, no, I was just – no, I was – I was going to get there, but, you know, you started talking about the team clinching. I was going to tell you, Brock Pur- Purdy, I trust more than I do Kirk. That's Cousins. what I'm saying. Yeah. People, yeah. like, no one. I I think of Purdy. I go, no, I, I
2: like him. Uh, Mike, I like him. I'm telling yeah, you. I like yeah, him. Yeah, I agree. Mike in, in Pennsylvania. What's going on? Mike, who do you got? Who do you not trust in the NFC? Which quarterback?
1: Who I do not trust. I hate to say this. With, the, with all due respect and everything, I don't trust Tom Brady this year. I just do not. The year he has, and I have all the respect. I love the guy. I love to see his the talent that he does, the hard work, the the drive he has for his teammates. I just don't trust him with the, the deep ball. He can get frustrated. Teams know how to get in his head now. You touch him, if, even if you don't sack him, you, you put a little arm on him, get in his ear. For me, it's Tom Brady, gentlemen, and it's like I said that's with all due respect. I love the guy and I want to see him succeed, but to me I don't tr- I don't trust him. I just don't.
4: I'm not mad at him, wow. That's what I said.
2: Wow. I I ref- as I said, I refuse to be right about Tom Brady. I said Cliff years before, and now that he looks like he went over the cliff, I'm telling you I trust the guy. I can't help it. I well, think he's I'm the-
4: fading you then all the time. Yeah, when it, comes to, when Tom
2: it Brady. comes to Brady, just fade me. All right. More of your calls What's on which fate? NFC quarterback heading into the playoffs you trust least. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio.
1: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.